This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Friday the 3rd of December. In your Sport Today, the WTA suspends tournaments in China. Australia has a new test keeper. The Don and Dawn Award winners are announced. And baseball is locked out. This is your Sport Today. Literally, as we hit publish on yesterday's episode, the big news came through that the Women's Tennis Association has suspended all tournaments in China and Hong Kong because of the concerns around the safety of tennis player Peng Shui. Lucy, you are all over this. Tell us what this means. So this story has been in the headlines since Peng went missing on November 2 after she posted a message on social media alleging that China's former vice premier, Zhang Gaoli, sexually assaulted her. Anything to do with Peng has been completely wiped from the internet in China, and we've only seen vision of her supplied by China's state media. She did have a video chat with International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach 12 days ago, and even though Bach said she was doing fine, the W. WTA said that interview only raised more doubts about Pung's safety and well-being. WTA Chairman and CEO Steve Simon has been one of the strongest voices of concern around Pung's health and safety. He has called for a thorough and transparent investigation into Pung's allegations, and he threatened to suspend all tournaments from China if proof wasn't provided that she was safe. Yesterday, he went through with his promise, even though it could cost the WTA hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, there's usually around 10 events held in China each year. Uh, Loose, Simon's move has been praised by current and former players. Champion, player and pioneer of women's sport Billie Jean King says she applauds Simon and the WTA's strong stance on defending human rights. Legend Martina Navratilova says it's a brave stance by Simon and the WTA and men's world number one Novak Djokovic says the WTA's position is very bold and very courageous. But China has had its say on the WTA's move. The Global Times newspaper that's run by China state media, it's printed an editorial that says it's it's actually the WTA that is denying Pung her freedoms by trying to coerce her into saying that she's not fine. It also says China's tennis tournaments were unlikely to happen because of COVID, so the WTA isn't losing any extra money. Yeah, that editorial says the WTA is opening a Pandora's box and that the players are the betrayers of the Olympic spirit. Uh, overnight, the IOC says it had another video call with Pung yesterday saying she is still fine and that they plan to meet with her next month. That's ahead of the Beijing Winter Olympics in February. Loose lots of moving pieces here and we haven't heard the end of this one. We're less than a week out from the first Ashes test. Lucy, I reckon our cricket fans like me are starting to get pretty pumped for it. Uh, The Aussie team is slowly coming together. Yesterday, we learned who the wicketkeeper is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be South Australia's Alex Carey. He pipped Western Australian Josh Inglis as Tim Payne's replacement. As we know, Payne was the captain, but he's since stepped away from cricket to focus on his mental health after a sexing incident with a cricket Tasmanian colleague became public last month. Pat Cummins will be Australia's test captain now and Kerry, he'll be the team's gloveman. Kerry hasn't played test cricket, but he has played 83 white ball matches for Australia and says he's humbled by the opportunity. 
Yeah, he'll be Australia's 461st men's test cricketer when the Ashes start next Thursday in Brisbane. Loose, I can't wait. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Name Australia's men's test wicketkeepers this century. We're after the full-time keepers, not the part-timers or anyone filling in. Loose, you got a clue for us? Yeah, there's not as many as I thought there would be. There's six. Just the six Glovemen this mm. century. Okay, uh, find out the answer at the end of the episode. The schedule for the 2023 Women's Football World Cup in Australia and New Zealand has been announced. Uh, we don't know all the teams just yet, but we do know where the games will be played, including the final. I already can't wait, Sam. I was part of the record-breaking crowd in Sydney last week, <laughs> and I was at the last World Cup in France. So I'm so excited for it to be here in Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> and FIFA has revealed Stadium Australia in Sydney will host the World Cup final on August 20, with Auckland kicking off the comp on July 23. Overall, there's going to be nine cities and 10 stadiums used during the tournament, with Australia getting half a dozen more matches than New Zealand. There's no MCG, Adelaide Oval or Optus Stadium in Perth. FIFA have gone with rectangular stadiums, except for Wellington Stadium, which is known as the Tin. The Matildas will play in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne in the group stage and might not have to leave the country at all during the World Cup. Yeah, that's right. If they keep on winning, all their matches should be in Australia. I've put a link in the episode notes to the full schedule. Luce, have you already circled which games you're going to go to? Got to print out the calendar and really, really knuckle down and get planning, but it's coming. Last night, the Sport Australia Hall of Fame Awards night took place. It happened virtually because of COVID and two Indigenous athletes won the major awards. Yeah, it's been quite the year for basketballer Paddy Mills. He carried the flag at the Tokyo Olympics, won bronze with the Boomers, and last night he won the Don Award, which is considered the highest honour in Australian sport. It's given to the athlete that most inspired the nation that year through performance and example. The selection committee said Mills won because of his skill, determination and leadership. The Dawn Award was given out last night for the first time. It recognises a groundbreaking athlete that overcame the odds and that went to tennis legend Yvonne Goolagong-Cawley. She was the first Indigenous player to win a Grand Slam singles title, and she went on to win seven in her career. Her last major was in 1988 Wimbledon, which was also the first time a mother had won a major title in the modern era. Yeah, she said she's been unwell, but winning the award has been the ultimate cheer-up. Uh, I've put a list of all the winners and inductees in the show notes for you to have a look at. Heading overseas and one of the big stories in US sports is the player lockout in Major League Baseball. Uh, Luce, run us through this one. So what's happened is the collective bargaining agreement between the MLB and the Players Association has expired and the two haven't been able to settle on a new CBA. The CBA is basically the contract between the league and the players and it covers everything from work conditions, how many games are played, player contracts and how revenue gets split. The sticking point as is the case with most of these disputes, is about player salaries. Months of negotiations have gone nowhere, so we've got the first work stoppage in 25 years. There's still three months before the next season begins, so there isn't expected to be any loss of games, but these things can drag on. Major League players don't get paid in the off-season, so they're not losing any money just yet. Uh, there's a great article by ESPN explaining how this has all happened. I've popped it in your episode notes. 
loose. This is going to be one of the biggest weekends of sport in 2021. Uh, those who tuned in yesterday heard us preview the NBL and WNBL seasons. Well, this weekend, the A-League women's and Big Bash League seasons begin. And then there's the Bathurst 1000 as well. Loose, tell us where we can watch it all. Everyone, you have to get every single screen in your house ready for this one (laughs) because there's so many events happening. First, it's the A-League women's season that kicks off at 5pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time today with new club Wellington playing the Western Sydney Wanderers in a Wollongong. All matches can be streamed on Paramount+. Plus. On Sunday, the Bathurst 1000 starts at 12.15 Australian Eastern Daylight Time, which is actually the latest start time ever for the great race. You can watch it on Channel 7, Foxtel and KO. And later that night on the same channels, the BBL kicks off with the Sixers playing the Stars at the SCG. That one begins at 7.30pm. Well, my weekend is set loose. I'll put links to schedules of the A-League Women's Bathurst 1000 and BBL in the show notes. And check out our Instagram page, sporttoday underscore AU for your weekend guide on what to watch. There's all that stuff and much, much more. All right, Luce, I'm ready for the weekend. So let's get straight to our trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Name Australia's men's test wicket keepers this century. Lucy, you said there were six. Who are they? Adam Gilchrist, Brad Haddon, Tim Payne, Matthew Wade, Peter Neville and Graham Manu. Graham Manu, just the one test in the 2009 Ashes. That might slip up a few people. All right, Luce. That's it for this week. We've got some sport to watch. Got so much sport to watch. We'll be back on Monday with so much to talk about. There's always heaps to talk about in the sports world and we love bringing it to you. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you again on Monday.